Hacer tequila Don Julio es como escribir una carta de amor a México. Beber tequila Don Julio es como declarar ese amor al mundo entero. Don Julio es el tequila de lujo original, hecho con la misma pasión que recorre las raíces de nuestro país. Porque si no es por amor, ¿para qué? Consume responsablemente. Don Julio tequila, 40% por volumen 2020, importado por Diageo, America's New York, New York. Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Vix, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Vix ya. Recently, many mommies went through a baby formula nightmare. We just couldn't get our hands on it. It made us realize how limited our options are and also made us question if we have the best options to begin with. Today, we talk to Ross McMahon, CEO and co-founder of Kendall NutriCare, makers of Kendamil, a UK baby formula. Today, we'll talk about what our options are with babies consuming formula and how we could improve the selection. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Good morning, Pamela. Hello, good afternoon, whenever you're listening. Hi, Karen. Hi. This topic is um, particularly interesting to me because we're basically talking about formula and then we have a guest from a very well-known European formula on the podcast. And I actually, with Victoria, was a very, very heavy consumer of buying like black market under the radar European formula and it was so stressful for me and it was like a crazy part of my life so I'm excited to to kind of understand you know now that we have more selections here in the U.S. I'm excited to dive into that anyway so before we get into this topic Pamela we should do our motherish moment are you you ready for yours my motherish moment okay I'll be quick today as well so my motherish moment is about cuddle time my favorite in the morning I'm bringing Ford into bed and Now he is, I don't know, just extra loving. I think I spoke about this a little while ago, but then he went through a stage where he was not like that loving and more entertaining with his stuff. But now I feel like when he hugs me, he feels it and he means it and he's aware of it. And it's just so cute. So he gives me like these bear hugs um, around my neck. And then he finds it funny when he kind of chokes me a little bit. But I don't know, it's just it's sweet and it's yummy. And I, I'm looking forward to... You know, him getting older. I don't know why. I just thought of it because today we had a moment and it was just so sweet. And he laughs and he, you know, yeah. he smiles and he says, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. And I don't know. It's just sweet. You know, he's like an actual little human. My motherish moment is about Victoria basically kind of signaling that it's very boring to hang out with just me and her dad. My three-nager, this weekend we were like, I was like, oh, today's Saturday, which means there's no school. It's a family day. We're going to hang out together. And she's like, with my friends? And I'm like, no, not today. All your friends are with their families. Today is just going to be mommy, daddy, and me. Mommy, daddy, and you. And she goes, ugh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I like didn't want to be, you know, offended, 
But also, you're just three. We can't I know. Be I that went through boring. that when I was like 12. But I know. Okay. I know. You know, I'll add another thing that I just thought of it right now. Lately, Ford just wants to be in pajamas and stay home all day. Like, I'll be, let's go to the park. Let's do this. Let's do that. He's like, no, it's okay. I'm good. These home. kids. These kids. I'm are... like, what do you mean? I get, you know, let's go. Let's have fun. Let's do different stuff. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. PJs, home. I'm like, yeah. okay. No, no thanks. But anyway, so Ross has two adult children. So we're wondering if you could share a fatherish moment. What is your life like as a father at this point? Well, of course, now, you know, I have William with me in the business. He's 32. Of Dylan, he's 26. And, you know, they're great guys and um, they are different, you know. And um, when he was born, like we just came out of college, got married young. And uh, really, our kids were reared by their grandparents, you know, because we all were working. And, you know, um, we used to read like stories to William every night. And as soon as we stopped reading, he actually would tell us, he would prompt us the next words. I was like, Crikey, this child's got great memory, you know? <laughs> um, in fact, I remember bringing William at a very young age for, uh, down the road and literally pointing out the names of cars. And days later, he could tell his granddad, when he was only about three, every make and manufacturer. He just had a fantastic memory, you know? That's so sweet that but, you still uh, remember those We, we ended up rocking him till he was about three years old. He wouldn't sleep unless he was rocked. But with Dylan, we soon learned that, you know, put him in his cot, leave him, and he went, you know, he was much easier, you know. We didn't have to rock him to sleep every night. <laughs> the second yeah. babies. So we have Mr. Ross McMahon. He lives in uh, England. Like you mentioned, he has two sons. And he is a CEO, co-founder of Kendall NutriCare, which is the maker of Kendamo. And this is his UK baby formula. This is a family business. We were mentioning this before, that this is something that's very close and dear and near to your heart, not only as a father, but also, you know, as a scientist, I think also. And why don't we start with the history of Kendamo? Like, where did the idea come from? And why is this so personal for you? Well, you see, I grew up in the 60s in rural Ireland and uh, my grandparents were all in the same house. So we used to have chickens running around and cows and doing our own vegetables. And my grandmother always cooked all her own bread. So we were eating soda bread and all good natural ingredients. And you know, what I noticed was my grandparents used to make their own butter, churn their own butter out of milk themselves. My granddad lived, they both lived very high into their 80s, but my poor father was told in his 40s that he had to cut out butter and all these high cholesterol products and he only lived half the age. So I was always intrigued by benefits from natural ingredients, you know. Then I decided to do agricultural science and I was very interested in food nutrition and I did a lot of exciting work across Europe in different food facilities in Germany and Austria and America and in Asia. I did five years research before I came across the opportunity to buy this facility in England, which is in a beautiful part north of Manchester in the Lake District, which is the famous Lake Windermere. And there I discovered a facility that, you know, was a pioneer in the industry. And people had worked there for 40 years. Once I bought the facility, I said to them, guys, what's the best you've ever made? They explained to me, you know, when we used to use the full cream milk, And then they explained how industry had changed. And in the 80s, they started redeveloping, redesigning, putting a lot of soy and palm oil and other seed oils in instead of it. And then I started to realize that, you know, the most valuable part and the best goodness for a child's brain is in the cream. 
and that this was actually going into the butter industry and the cheese industry because it was so valuable. And then baby formulas was been made from skim, but all the fat was coming from seed oils. And you know, it's one of the things that the World Health Organization doesn't stipulate. They give us a recipe to follow, but they don't say where the fats have to come from. So industry does a lot of talking about protein, but nobody is concentrating on the goodness of fats. My whole story was built around the town itself. So I named the brand after the local town of Kendall. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're only going now about seven years, but we're already in over 40, 42 countries. And um, the difference is incredible because of the taste, the smell, the color of the powder, and the feedback from parents. It's the difference day and night, really, you know. And when we were doing all our research, we were listening to parents saying, you know, the childs weren't sleeping, they had colic, they had reflux. And once we put the good wholesome milk fats in, people just found it settled the child so well, it digested, they just loved the taste and smell, they drank their whole bottle, and then they just fell asleep. It was just really that simple. We recently had this rude awakening when we had this baby formula scare here in the States. There was no baby formula. Like so many moms could not even get a hold. And it just, I think, forced us into looking into our limited options here in the States, how like these few little companies really control a lot of the market. And also, I think a lot of people started questioning what's actually in the formula. I think for so many years and so many moms, based on the need, they just automatically purchase a formula, whatever fits well with the stomach, without really digging deep into what is in this formula. Because I think we automatically trust that we're giving our baby a safe product. and also, yeah, also in the hospital, I mean, when you're, if you give birth in a hospital here, the hospital will tell you like, this is the formula that we have. So when I was pregnant, I started doing a little bit of research on my own into the options of formula in the United States. And at the time, I don't know how I ran into this, but I ran into like a group of women on Facebook that were talking about European formulas. And then I was like, well, what's the difference? I don't understand. And then you know, I started identifying some of the the differences in my perspective. I felt a preference of wanting to try to offer her something that I thought could be better. So I started finding all these like weird websites that would sell, not weird websites, but it wasn't completely crazy, but like it's a little bit crazy. These like, you know, really overpriced, but getting us the formulas directly from Germany and from the UK. So I was specifically buying a formula for Victoria from Germany just to finish this thought, but like one of the things that I thought was like so mind blowing was that this is a mom podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm just going to say it, but like Victoria's poop from when I was giving her breast milk to when I was giving her these European formulas was very similar. And like mm -hmm. during the time when I was giving her the formula that the hospital told me to give her, it was drastically different and it didn't smell like I remember being like when she was drinking the European formula I remember being like Juan look it doesn't smell he, I'm like smell the poop and he's like it doesn't smell that's so weird it was the strangest thing but like I don't know I felt it to be very comforting and so for all of her first year of life I continue to buy this what I was going to ask, and I'm curious, and Ross, maybe you could help us dig deeper into this. And I, excuse my ignorance, but I really didn't do a lot of research when I just assumed that whatever formula I was getting was the best one, blah, blah, blah. The only thing I did commit was to buying the liquid instead of the powder because it was he was going to get less gas, whatever. But what is the main difference between when you say UK European formula 
versus the U.S. formula? Well, look, when we first went to the FDA in Maryland and we said we want to register our formula um, and do a clinical trial for the American market, we explained them what was inside and we said, you know, our big sales point is the milk fat. And they said to me, can you prove to us that that's safe, right? I said, you must be joking. It's milk fat. Of course it's safe. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, no, it's not on our list of safe ingredients. What had happened in America was they were so caught up with safety. They had corn products approved as an ingredient. They had soya approved as an ingredient for safety purposes, right? But not for nutritional benefits. Mm. So we had to actually do a, a grass study to prove that milk fat was good and safe to eat. They never had put it into a recipe in America. But I would say to you that one of the myths in the industry is that there's a European style. I can tell you now that the global players are all over the world in Europe operating like and in America. We are different to all the rest. All of them are using 100% seed oils for the fat and we are using the milk fat. That is the big difference. Fun fact to share with our listeners right now, if you are pregnant and this topic is interesting to you, I think, number one, we can learn a lot from Ross, but also know that soon we will be doing a giveaway of three months worth of Kendamil formula on our Instagram account. So I'm super excited for that because, you know, the other factor is that it is quite an investment to feed your child very you know, high quality formula. We know Ross that Kendamil is available in a lot more places now, but before, you know, it penetrated, before it was just in Target and all these other places, were you aware of how difficult and what, I want to say, not a cult-like culture of like getting this formula like in the black market. Why do you think it was it's still maybe a little bit more difficult to get our hands on this type of formula? Well, actually, what happened was I was reading in the papers in January and February about this shortage and possible issues with the manufacturers who control the market because one manufacturer in America controls 80% of the hospital. So when you go in to a maternity ward, you get their product because they have the contract. So they control, right? So crazy. I literally wrote to the FDA and I said, you know what, guys, we have plenty of product. We're on the way to doing the clinical trial, as we said to you, but is there any way we could get through? And they said, look, Ross, we're going to take your letter and elevate it. And actually, they passed the legislation to allow us to bring the product in. So we were the first to get approved. Wow. We supplied them all the information because they already knew us. Our packaging was in English. We were literally approved in five days. I mean, it was a great initiative from President Biden and his team. And you know, it's funny, my sons were reared in the Cooley Peninsula, just three miles away from President Joe Biden's relatives. That's amazing. It's amazing, yeah. but it's also so yeah. sad that it took that extreme a crisis, a crisis yeah. for you to be able to penetrate the market. Yeah, absolutely. Because before that, we had been in discussions with them and visited them for a couple of years. And we knew we had to do all these studies before we'd be allowed to start. But we were already selling to millions of parents all over the world. And we knew the product was perfectly healthy. So thankfully, they took us in under this enforcement discretion. And they said it was limited to November. Now they've extended it to 2025. Mm -hmm. And we've, we're finishing our clinical studies. So we're here now 
we're established for the long term. Currently, I know the stage one formula is the one that's available here in the United States. Are there, is there a stage two formula? Is that something that's in the in the plans to help bring to the States? Well, what actually happened is in Europe, stage two was made up by the industry because there was a ban on promotion of stage one. So I never like to have a stage two. So it suits me perfectly fine to have a stage one from birth to 12 months, because when you think of it, you're breastfeeding, your milk doesn't change radically after mm-hmm. a few months until 12 months. Yeah. So why should we be changing the recipe? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually very happy to have one product to sell for the first 12 months. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawaii is increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. En JCPenney tenemos infinidad de regalos para el Día de las Madres hasta el domingo. Ahorra hasta 40% en todo Liz Claiborne y viste la de pieza a cabeza con la última moda. Además aprovecha las ofertas Yes Please con diamantes y piedras preciosas a 25 dólares para miembros de JCPenney Rewards. ¿Aún no eres miembro? ¡Inscríbete! Es fácil y gratis. Y regálale a mamá todo lo que se merece. JCPenney. Vale la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 12 de mayo en selección de estilos. Aplican otras exclusiones. Joyerías excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Catherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. There's also a lot of talk about this goat formula and goat milk. So what's the difference with that and what's the status on that? So what we do is we also process goat milk. So we take in fresh goat milk within about an hour and a half's drive of the factory and we pasteurize it within an hour, wet blend it with all the other goat whey, vitamins and minerals and dry it. So it's the same production process as when we take in fresh cow's milk. But people find the word nanny is obviously from the goat's nanny. People years ago before there was formula used to, to think goat's milk was closer to human milk. Mm. So some of the proteins don't trigger allergenic reactions oh, as quickly. So people notice that little difference, you know? Oh, I didn't know that. Super okay. interesting. Yes. Victoria had a, a lot of like sensitivities and I actually tried multiple American formulas throughout my whole process, especially when, when I couldn't get access to the one that I was giving her. And it would make her so sensitive and it was like kind of a crazy experience. So I'm super excited that now, you know, at least this is like a step in, the, in a different direction to have more options here in the US. I mean, one of the big boosts we got was when the royal family rang us up and reared Prince Louis on Kendamil. I mean, that just, our brand just took off then. Of course. He was our most famous most famous customer. Yeah, and I bet. <laughs> we still don't know. We still don't know if Meghan Markle used it, but I know she definitely brought formula back to the States during the <laughs> crisis. So hopefully Archie was also reared on it. But I do know that Boris Johnson, the prime minister's children were reared on it. So uh, I love it. That's so cool. Question, Ross, what has been for you the biggest surprise in terms of like the evolution of not just the formula, but the way that moms are consuming and maybe the way moms are more aware of, you know, the type of products they're giving. Because I think for a long time, and I, I want to include myself in that group, you're just either naive or too busy or you just, I never even thought into looking as you to what type of you formula just, I'll be giving, yeah. you know. So what, what surprised you the most um, in terms of like the consumer behavior today and what should moms be looking for? 
Well, look, you know, I was like you when our boys were born. I didn't go in to the hospital expecting, you know, I didn't have prepared formula or anything ready. I hadn't even thought about it. But now on the social media, people are doing their own research. You know, it's we're living in an age of Dr. Google. So, you know, people are looking up what do all these little buzzwords mean? What's DHA, ARA, FOSS and GOSS? But you know what I would say is at the end of the day, we need wholesome goodness. You know, if we can give our children something that's wholesome and natural, good quality uh, lactose as a carbohydrate, good whey protein, and good milk fat as a fat source, your child is going to have its strength and be able to fight infection and fight viruses itself because if they're not been breastfed, and hopefully they have been breastfed and got the first milk and got the colostrum, which gave them the immunity, mm-hmm. but after that, you want your child to grow healthy and strong, you know, so that they can really protect their own bodies. And I think it's really just giving them good, wholesome nutrition. Obviously, industry has been asked to put in more omega-3s and omega-6s to benefit the product. But, you know, a lot of people make a big story about micronutrients and a lot of things are written on cans about neuro and gentle and European style and all this stuff. What I would really say to you is just look at the macronutrients on the back of the pack. That's the first two lines. Because remember, all the rest is just 2%. That's just the vitamins and minerals inside. And everyone's got the same vitamins and minerals because that's stipulated by the World Health Organization. So you just need to look at the, the big ingredients. Where is the fat coming from? Where's the protein and the carbohydrate? Is it the carbohydrate from lactose or is it some other processed sugar, you know, is the protein a good balance of 60-40 whey casein? Because that's what's in mother's breast milk is that ratio. And um, the avoidance of all of these cooking oils, like, you know, adults, we know we wouldn't put cooking oil in our body. Why would you give it to a child? It's true. So it's crazy when you say sometimes we question more what we're consuming and then we just trust whatever we're giving our baby, which is so ironic, right? Because you should be more apprehensive about what you're giving to your child and what you're consuming as an adult. Well, you know, the biggest shock to me was that the dairy industry, first of all, you know, the farmers are doing their best to create the best high fat, high protein in their milk. But then when the milk comes into the cooperative, they skim off all the cream to use it for butter and cheese because they can get very big prices. Mm-hmm. And then the industry, particularly the pharmaceutical industry that used to manufacture baby formulas, they made them all from skim and put the fat in from, from these other sources, like, you know, from overseas. So I sort of thought, you know, we should be giving the child the best of, the, of natural mammals milk fat. I mean, if we want to be closer If that's our objective, to be as close as we can be to human milk, surely we should be using a mammal's milk fat. The last thing I want to say is I feel like there was also like a kind of a war against dairy products, right? Was there like a wave where it was like, oh my God, no dairies, all about like, you know, and again, I we, Ford, my son, you know, fortunately drinks almond milk and he drinks whole milk and he drinks, he drinks everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I do feel like from a propaganda and I don't know, maybe like a cultural thing, I feel like there was a little bit of a, right? Like a a war against dairy products. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, they really tried to say, you know, people should be reared on, you know, vegetable and plant diets and that. But, you know, 
There's a huge difference between what a baby needs and an adult needs. And of course, as we grow older, we might become lactose intolerant. But do you know, this is a fact, there's hardly any children in the world born, born lactose intolerant. And the reason is because mother's breast milk is 50% lactose. Mm. Why? So why would mother nature you right. know, be providing lactose if it's an issue? It's not an issue. And the other misconception and overdiagnosis is when doctors are unsure why your baby's crying because the baby can't tell the doctor, so then they diagnose cow's milk protein allergy, which again is overdiagnosed. It's a very rare condition. And unfortunately, industry has overeducated the medical profession about allergies. So when a doctor's unsure what to do, or a pediatrician, they say, oh, it could be lactose, it could be cow's milk protein. And in fact, it could be the product that you've bought. It could be all the vegetable oils in it, could be upsetting their digestion, could be constipating them and giving them reflux and making them unsettled and they don't like the taste. And all these fish oils people are putting inside these formulations, they say, oh, the child can't taste it. Well, I can tell you, children do know when they taste something that's really wholesome and, and what, nice. What is it that we're telling you? They told me that Victoria maybe had a dairy protein allergy and so I needed to like switch her to something else. And so, and in the end, like, no, she doesn't have this, but she was just having, you know, like inconsistent stools and, and all of these different things. But that was the first thing they said. Yeah. And I was like, what's your reason? What did I, you know, there was no you know, context. The profession has admitted to me because of litigation, they recommend hydrolyzed products just in case somebody is going to take an action against them. So they say, well, we've done everything. You know, somebody said there was a problem. We recommended an extensively hydrolyzed product. So it's sort of, they're covering themselves. Yeah, so much you're, you're getting bureaucracy behind it. And your child is missing out on the good ingredients. Wow. Well, if I ever have another child, I will be looking to your formula. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the message here is just to like really do your homework. Yeah. You know, take time. This is what you're giving your child. And I guess I admit that I was one of those naive moms that didn't have the knowledge or, you know, didn't think about it. And I just trusted. But I think now we have more options Fortunately, and I think it's, you know, worth looking into them and really investing into the formula that's the best for your child and his development. Well, guys, the biggest myth in the industry is when you hear somebody say, oh, they're all the same, buy the cheapest. Mm. I would say to you, do your homework, just look for that wholesome nutrition, good carbohydrates, good proteins, good fats. That's what you really need to find. Great. So let's remind everyone about our giveaway. Yes. So check out our Instagram at Motherish. We will be doing a giveaway of three months worth of Kendamil formula. And we're super excited because we know that this is going to be really valuable to whoever wins this and could be, you know, like it's also helpful from a financial perspective. It's helpful because it's going to be very nutritious for your child. So super excited to participate. Yeah, so and, and check it out. That. That's at M-O-T-H-E-R-I-S-H. Hopefully the winners could come over to see us and see all our lovely Jersey cows in the Lake District because we've just this beautiful national park on our doorstep, full of the highest mountains in England and the deepest lakes, and it's a hiker's paradise. So they get 43 million tourists every year coming wow. into the area. Amazing. I want to go. go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you so know, guys, this is where the famous uh, play story 
Goldilocks and the Three Bears was written. Beatrix Potter wrote all the Peter Rabbit stories and William Wordsworth did all his romantic poems. It's just a beautiful environment that we work in, you know. I love the anecdote you told us, Ross, about the prince and princesses being consumers of the formula. Because I always say, if we dress our kids like the royals, we should be feeding them like them as well, (laughs) right? That's right. That's right. Because you know what? Every family is like a royal family. When you think of it, your grandmother's generally the queen, you know, and... uh, we all have our own little uh, yeah, and and all of our babies of are princesses things, yeah. and prince. So and and of course our children are our, our princes and princesses and our our treasures really, aren't they? The most valuable thing we produce as parents is our children. That's true. right. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Well, thank you so much, Ross, for all this helpful information. We're super excited to have learned more about Kendamil and just in general about the industry. It's very helpful. So thank you. Yeah. Anytime, we'd be delighted. Thanks very much, Pamela and Karen. Thank you, Ross. What a pleasure. Have a great day. Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy. Y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Biggs, Jack. 